Blog Talk Radio. It's Saturday, July 5th, 2014, and you're tuned in to another episode of The Misty Show. Thanks for joining us on this post-4th of July show. We hope everyone had a happy and safe celebration yesterday. How you doing today, buddy? I'm good, Jay. Happy post-4th of July. Happy post-4th of July. We we survived. We we got through the firecrackers and, and the loud noise through most of the night, and we got oh, through... Yeah. <laughs> All oh, the yeah, fattening yeah. food. Was it? Oh, well, I don't know if I've gotten through it because I'm still going through it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but I've gotten some meat. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the main thing, just some meat because that, that's what I was wanting. I didn't get any ribs, unfortunately, but I did get to get some chicken and some, some real sausages and weenies and all that stuff, so I got some meat too. That's cool. Yeah, I got my hunks of meat. As you know me, I like my hunks of meat. So I got my hunks of meat, and I'm very, very happy. I'm just just satisfied. I'm just very satisfied. <laughs> well, good, good. And we also want to wish a happy birthday to our favorite and most dedicated listener, Mr. Samir. Happy Yay. birthday, buddy. Yay. Happy, happy, happy birthday to you. You yeah, have followers near your birthday, so happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wish we could be there with you, but we, we send our love across the ocean. Yeah. Well, guys, we're very happy that you could join us today. Our topic is going to be about dog and cat do's and don'ts. Cool. There's so many do's and don'ts when you, when, when you talk about dogs and cats and, and what's good for them, what's not good for them what you can do for them, what you can't do for them, how you should do it for them, how you shouldn't do it for them. Yeah, I mean, it's so many categories. There's do's and don'ts when it comes to their food. There's do's and don'ts when it comes to behavior, traveling. It's just so many different categories. And we're just going to cover a few of them. You know, this this is a good show. I mean, a good topic. We might have to do like a part two and a part three. Yeah, because there's just so, 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 so many, 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 many areas when it comes to your animals things that are healthy for them and things that are not healthy for them. Exactly. And for anyone who would like to join in the conversation, please call us at 347-838-8313, or you can listen in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash she's a tortie, and that's S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E. All right, I guess we're going to dive on into it. Let's dive into it. Let's go. Let's do it. That's the only way to go for it. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I got some interesting facts about about. Well, I mean, some of the stuff I knew about was centering around it centered around food, which of course that's going to be my area. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun area. That's fun for everybody. Fun. Well, you know, I was just thinking because it's you know. We're having holidays and starting this. You know, sooner or later. Did you realize how close the holidays are? This is July. July will be gone before you know it. And then you have August, September, and October kind of starts into your holiday season. You know, you, you yeah. have to through Halloween, and there you go. You're on it. You're on a train to holiday season. So yes. you have all of these holidays that, of course, center around food and what's good food and what's not good food for your, you know, cat or dog. So 
looking at stuff that's centered around healthy food and not healthy food, people food, let's put it that way, people food for yeah, for your cats and your dogs and what's good and what's not good. And some of the things I didn't really even know. Some of the things I didn't know you could feed a dog and some of the things I didn't know you couldn't feed a dog or a cat. Yeah, because, I mean, I grew up, you know, just thinking that it was okay to feed a dog table scraps, you know, because coming up we had a few just outdoor dogs. We never had an indoor dog other than Jack, but we just had him so briefly. But I didn't know that it might not always be a good idea to give your dog uh, table scraps. Yeah, well, you know what, here's the thing. And and one of the things that I did, because I know a lot you you think about it, because you see it on TV shows, as you remember you seeing it on cartoons and different things like this. If you have a dog, you, well, even you have the saying, throw the dog a bone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Throw the dog a bone. And I found out that bones are really not good things to give your 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 dog. You know, bones from your fish or from, you know, poultry or other meat sources. It's not good to give your dog or I guess your cat. I'm not, well, cats too, I would think. Yeah, yeah, I think I think for both of them it's not good. And see, I didn't know that because you know we, we've been so conditioned, like you were saying, like throw the dog a bone, and even in the cartoons and in the movies, yeah. you see the dog, you, you like throw a bone, and they go in and get the bone, and they're burying the bone. So you're kind of conditioned to think, hey, dogs like bones, you're supposed to give them bones. Yeah, and you have the marrow in it, which is a good thing, you know. Some mm-hmm. people eat bone marrow, so. You know, and I did not know, and here's the thing, well, the reason why they say it's not good is because it can cause obstruction and, and it can, you know, puncture the digestive system in some type of way. But just a personal experience, and this is one of the reasons why I stopped doing it, um, because I was guilty of giving, you know, the previous dogs I had, pre-boomer, um, bones and stuff like that. It's kind of like, you know, you have leftover chicken bones and stuff, and so you're like, oh, here, you know, give to the dogs. And one of the reasons why I stopped doing it a long time ago was with my one of the dogs I had, Mr. Blackie. Remember Blackie? Yeah. Mr. Blackie. Well, one day, um, I don't know. I can't remember if, if what was it. But anyway, we had some leftover bones. And I remember we either gave, I don't know if I gave him the leftover bones or somebody gave him leftover bones. And I remember him being in the garage and I walked out of the house. And I remember looking at him and he just looked like, his eyes looked like they were a little bit bulging out of his head. And I was like, what is going on with you? Oh, dude? no. And I was looking at him, and then he opened his mouth, and he just started, like, just making this really weird sound. And I don't know what was what it was that told me, just automatically knew he was choking on the bone. Don't know how, don't know, you know, what was going on. And so oh. me me being the mother dog, I was like, oh, no, this is not going to happen <laughs> You are not going to die for me giving you a bone. So I just literally, and I don't know if this was the proper way or not, but this was just me in panic mode, and I was just like, we got to get the bone, because it was in his, I could tell it was in his throat. So I oh, kind of no. put my hand down his throat, and I got that bone out. I was oh, literally going to reach the hand and pull that bone out, because by that time, I think my mom had walked up, and she was like, what? And I was like, I think he's choking on the bone. And so I don't know if this is the proper way or not, so please don't, you know, whatever. But this is the only thing that I could think to do at that time. My whole my whole purpose was to get the bone out of his throat. Because you know how people do the Heimlich on, you know, people. And I guess you could do right. on, on animals as well, but I'm not sure. At the time, I didn't have time to think about it. But it was just like I could hear him out there going, <laughs> just, you know. And I was like, oh, my God, it's a bone. So I stuck my hand down his throat, literally almost made him throw up and pull that bone out. 
Well, I'm just glad that you heard him because, I mean, yeah. just think about if he walked off or just something, he just left out of the yard and he could have choked and died and y'all wouldn't even know what happened. Exactly. So that's just that's what stopped me from giving any animal of any kind, any kind of bones. I just remember I was like, no other animal I have will ever get a bone at all. We just right. throw them away from that point on. Rib bones, anything, just we throw them away. We throw them away. Because that scared mm-hmm. me so bad because I was just thinking, if that dog had died, I would have died. <laughs> so. Yeah, of course. And, you know, that might be a good topic, D, for us to look up, too, about what to do in the situation if your pet yeah. is choking. Like, is there a yeah. pet harmless maneuver? Like, what should you do, you know? You know what I think I've heard of them? I mean, that really would be a good topic, Jay, because I think that, you know, sometimes your pets have these medical emergencies, and you know how, you know, you have these little, if you, your child takes, you know, poison or something. They have these little things you can do while you're waiting for poison control or something like this. So what right. about that? You know, if certain things happen, so that will probably be a good show, Jay. <laughs> and you know what? When you brought up poison control, I'm so glad you said that because I actually do have a number for animal poison control. Ooh. Oh, cool. There is a number, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it out right now. If your pet is ever in trouble and you need to call animal poison control, and I should have called this to make sure it's still a current number, but the number that I find, I found for that one is 1-888-426-4435, and that's for the Animal Poison Control Center. I hope that's still a good number. I'm going to have to try that myself just to make sure. Try it and just to make sure. But if if it's not, I'm quite sure they still have a animal poison control, so everybody can kind of look that number up. Right, yeah, do an online search for it. But I I thought that was so wonderful because a lot of times your pets might just get into something that they really shouldn't have gotten into and get in trouble. So that's a good number to have. Well, you know, because they always, of course, you know, the the thing of it is is you never know what you're going to walk into when you leave your pet at home sometimes. You want to make sure that you, you know, like when we first got our, Boomer was the first dog we had that actually came into our home that lived in the home. All the previous dogs we had prior to him were kind of outside dogs, and they would come into the house if it was cold or stuff like that. But as far as, you know, long-term living in the house, we never really had that kind of dog. We did pet sit a dog once, but that was just for a short term. And so it was as if you would have thought, because they made so much fun of me, because you would have thought we were bringing home a new baby that when we first (laughs) found out we were getting Boomer because, honey, I was on point. I was like, we got a baby-proof, we got a puppy-proof house. And, we, you know, we've got to get everything up that's on the floor, and we've got to make sure this and that. And that's kind of what you have to do, you know. You kind of have to think their level and think, okay, what are the what are the things that could be enticing to them? What are the things that you could get into as a puppy? Because puppies, one of the things I found out was Boomer, he, when he started teething, oh, my Lord, that dog would chew on any and everything. His choosing, his, his teething, uh, choice of, of things were leather and money for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Not the money, no. <laughs> oh, the money. My baby messed around, and I don't know how he got a $20 bill in his mouth or oh, whatever. No. <laughs> yeah, he got a $20, and he chewed up every piece of leather and anything, and he was just teething. But, you know, these things you just got to keep up and get out of the way for for your pets or whatever when you bring them in. So, it's it's a whole thing of bringing a new pet into your home. It's really a good idea to pet proof, just like you would baby proof your home. You have to pet proof your home as well. 
did you ever notice that he would try to chew on electrical cords? Because that would freak me out, just the thought that they might try to do that. You know what? That freaked me out as well, and so we just kind of put them out of the way. Because when he was okay. a puppy, he was in everything, and we we put everything. I literally went around the house on my hands and knees, and, and they made fun of me. But I went around the house on my hands and knees, and everything that I thought he could get himself into, electrical cords, um, the cords off of the, uh, you know, the blind, um, what else, everything, any and everything. Just Sometimes you just have stuff that you don't pay attention, but for a dog, it's just giving me trash cans. Every trash can went up. You know, they went to a higher level than he was. But that was one of his favorite things was trash cans. <laughs> oh, sometimes you would just walk by, you would just see the head, you would just see the body, and you wouldn't even see the head because it was in the trash can. <laughs> so it was, you know, just, just for him, you just kind of have to go around and just kind of get on dog level and just kind of look around and see, oh, there's an electrical cord. Oh, there's a plant. Because he also loved, we had we have these artificial plants in our house that have the moss in there. And he would love to bury his stuff. He would get like these little chew bones or chew toys. Or kind of, and he wanted to bury it because it's his natural instinct. And one right. of the things he would do was to go into the plant, nudge out all the stuff in there with his nose and bury it in there and then put it back. But every <laughs> once in a while he would want to try to get a little couple of chews. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> you got to pick this up too. So it's, it's, when you bring a new animal into your house, you have to think, you know, is my house safe for this animal? You know, you just can't bring them in and put them in there and think that they're going to be, oh, that's an electrical cord, I shouldn't touch it. Because for them, that's just something new for me to put my mouth on. Exactly. So do pet proof your home. Exactly. That's a good point. Pet proof your home, people. Yeah, because I, I just just the thought of that because I can just see a little puppy try, trying to chew on a cord and just see things go through my mind like that because I'm paranoid and I can just picture him getting electrocuted or something and just a shock and that just. Well, you know that you know that's true and that can happen because especially when you have them and they're teething because they just want something to chew on. They want something and if they get it and they. Who knows? It might have a certain scent to it, and they're in for it. They're you know they're chewing, and so, oh, God forbid, but that is a, a real possibility. Yeah, they are. Please, please pet proof your home. Don't assume, hey, you know they're they're not going to bother that, you know, yeah. because you have to think like they would think. Yeah, if it's something there, and they're thinking, hmm, what's that? That's <laughs> one of the reasons why they're going to you know kind of go at it. So please, please, please pet proof your home. You know, another thing that I found interesting, Dee, when I was looking through the different types of food that they can't eat, mm. I found for dogs and cats that grapes and raisins are not good for them at all. You know what? I saw that as well. And I did not know that. that. Can cause kidney failure. I know. I am guilty because Boomer, God, he really liked to eat grapes. He loved them. And I did not know that he couldn't have them because we gave it to him. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for not letting it, you know, kill him. But yeah. Maybe you just didn't give him enough where it, it's, yeah. like, really toxic, but I, I guess that's just not a good idea. Maybe, maybe one or two. Well, I'm not even going to say that, but, you know, but obviously it didn't do anything to Boomer, but just if you're listening out there, if you have yeah. been doing it, you might just want to stop doing that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a good idea, you know, with the whole – grapes and, and, and raisins and, and things like that because they can have an unknown toxin in them that can damage their kidneys and stuff. So. 
you really don't want to do that. That's just one thing you just don't want to have to get into with, with your animals. And I just did not know that because, Lord, I am guilty. I gave that dog. We would have our little grape session. <laughs> I would have a grape. He would have a grape. I would have a grape. He would have a grape. <laughs> no, but, but I didn't know that. Just like I also didn't know that they can't have onions and garlic. It's not good for them. I didn't know that either. You know, I knew about that, you know, because you always hear about you can't feed your dog chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah, I knew I that one. I figured, like, sweet stuff they can't have. I'd always yeah. kind of heard that. Did you know that they couldn't have avocados? You know what? I saw that in my research, and, mm-hmm. and but I didn't know that. I'd never heard that. And I'm just like, what would that do to them? Never, never knew that. And I used to, and I was guilty of giving my dog, like, um, like a, a peanut, because peanut, peanut butter. Yeah. But one of the nuts that they can't have is the macadamia nut. Yep, saw that. Did you? I was like, okay, I'm so sorry, and I'm I'm quite sure Boomerang was. <laughs> he has had a couple of things that he shouldn't have, but yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. But yeah. you know, it's weird. But I then I saw where there are some fresh fruit that they can have, like apples, oranges, bananas, and like watermelons. Just but if it yeah. has seeds or something, just as long as you get the seeds out, because that could be a problem. But I was yeah. like, you can give a dog. Um, a banana? I didn't think you could do that. Boomers had bananas. <laughs> Is there anything that a dog won't eat? It seems like a dog will eat anything pretty much that you place in front of it. You know, Boomer had his things, though. He hated lettuce. He really? You could give him, like, we would be, we would have, like, um, hamburger or something, and you would give him a little piece. And if it had lettuce on it, he would take it and Spit it back out. Lettuce and corn, he just did not. Lettuce was lettuce was a funny one because sometimes we would just give him a piece of lettuce just to see him spit it out because it was one of those like, nope. It was, just, <laughs> it was one of those like, yeah. It was kind of those kind of spit out because he just did not like lettuce at all. Not Boomer at all. probably just wanted the good stuff. He knew lettuce was too healthy because I yeah, think a lot of human beings are like, I don't really want any lettuce. It's okay, but no. There was, no, there was no taste to it, and he was just, he would take it, and he would literally, like, he had lips go, <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was just hilarious. It was hilarious, but he loved a great thing you can give your, your, your dogs and, and your cats. Well, I'm not sure about cats, but berries. He loved his berries. He loved berries, berries, berries. He loved anytime we brought like I think my sister would bring um strawberries. He loved strawberries. He loved them. It was like a little big treat for him. And see I I did not know that dogs would eat fruit. I knew they would eat just about anything you put in front of them, but I just didn't even think they would eat that. Oh, he loved cantaloupe. Oh my gosh. Really? Loved because my mom loved melons and different kinds of cantaloupe and the honeydew. And you could slice it up, and he would be up there like, hey, I smell that. I know what that is. Give me some of that. And he would take his paw up on you like, hey, hey, I'm down here. Give, give me some of that. Give me, he loved melons. Loved them. And he could oh smell them. And cheese. Okay, of course. Okay, here's the thing. Cheese. Okay, the things that are cracks for dogs. <laughs> the things that I have found that are cracks for dogs. Peanut butter. Cheese and carrots. Okay. My sister has two dogs, as we've talked about them before, Maggie and Nichols, and they were getting a little bit overweight. 
so she was like, well, what can I do? What can I give them aside from their little doggy treat? Because sometimes you can give them too many doggy treats and, it, you know, it's a little treat, but if you give it to them, you know, nine times a day, that's going to start giving them a little weight. So right. she had to find another alternative for treats for them. And what she found, because I was like, come on, you should know this because of Boomer. Because one of the things that was cracked to Boomer, just like it was a dog crack, was baby carrots. Baby carrots were like, you know, he would go to the corner and go to the pusher and get him some carrots. He, oh, my goodness. He loved, not a thought that. He loved, and even her dogs. Her dogs, they will do anything. I went to visit them not too long ago, and carrots were the thing. She has a certain place she keeps the carrots, and they knew where the carrots were, and Maggie would go and put her nose there and look at, put her nose on it and look at me and say, hey, look what I'm doing. Hey, look what I'm doing. Open that up. Open that up. Carrots. Oh, my gosh. Carrots, baby carrots. Oh, my gosh. So they eat them, so you have to give it to them raw, raw yeah. carrots. Okay. We would just take them and snap them in two, just trying to make them a little bit smaller, and just give it to them. And they would take care of the rest. They would chew them just like they were, like they were just a little snack food, and they would just be going to town. Oh, my gosh. And carrots have so little flavor to me. that They're just not one of my favorites. Um, things to eat. So, I love more power to them. More power to them. It's healthy. It's. I mean, it's a healthy. It's a healthy, healthy kind of a thing for them, and they love them. They. I have yet to meet a meet a dog that didn't really like the carrot. Wow. Well, I will have to test that theory out if I ever, you know, get another dog at any point. I'll have to test that because that's not something that I would have thought they'd eat. Yeah, they love them. Peanut butter. Don't put peanut butter on a carrot. Oh my gosh! You just you you've crossed the line. They're like, what? You put peanut butter off again? <laughs> that was Boomer's reaction. <laughs> he was just like, what is this? Yeah, I remember him and his peanut butter obsession. I remember many a days you talking about that. Yeah, he said that was if you wanted him to do something. If you, because he was he was motivated. You know, when you're trying to treat uh, teach a dog, you know, maybe different commands and different things. His motivation. Some dogs are motivated by toys. Some dogs are motivated by praise. Some dogs are motivated by their gut. He was definitely a gut motivated dog. And so, if you wanted him to do something, all you have to do is involve peanut butter, and you could pretty much get his attention. It was literally like. Uh, I can't think right now because, uh, and he would start the drool. <laughs> the drool would start, and he loved peanut butter. Oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he loved peanut butter. Would you just give it to him just, like, straight off a little plastic spoon, or you would put it on something, like you on know, a carrot or on? He, we would, it depends on what I was doing. If we Because I remember when I started training him, and I had to find what his motivation was. What's his motivation for training, trying to teach him the basic commands? And I was like, okay, well, you know, he liked toys, which were fine, but, you know, that wasn't it. And he loved praise, which was great, but he was motivated through food. And so when I was trying to find out, okay, what's his trigger food, what's the food that just, we found out it was peanut butter, which, I mean, many dogs like peanut butter, but for him it was like his crack because he could smell it and he was like, what, what do you want me to do? So I could get him to learn a command. I don't know if it was maybe, maybe my darling was just smart. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was smart, but I could get him to learn a command if it involved peanut butter. And I would put it, we found 
I would put it on, sometimes when I was trying to teach him something, I would just put it on my finger or whatever and just have it because even, you didn't even have to have a lot, just a little, you know, a little flavor of it was enough for him. And on my finger, I would put it on carrots. We found these great peanut butter pops that were like little lollipops, but they were made out of peanut butter. And so it was just different little things for him. And one of the things we found with him, especially when he was a puppy, because he was so hyper, to get him to sit down and kind of be still and whatever, we would get one of these little squeaky toys. And so sometimes inside the squeaky toy, they have a hole where you can put, like, the little treats so that you kind of keep them um, entertained, trying to get the treat out. All we would have to do is try to put peanut butter inside. Well, we would smear peanut butter inside the hole and give it to him, and we wouldn't see him for, like, hours. <laughs> so he would be in there with his face, and, and he would do that for so long where he would be done and he would have to go take a nap because he was just like, oh, I'm so sweet. I'm so sweet. I'm beat, people, I'm beat. Oh, that is so cute. I don't know if cats have, like, a trigger. Like, I mean, did, did, did Miss, does Missy have, like, a trigger food? Well, with her, it well, her chicken and liver. She right. likes her nine lives chicken and liver. <laughs> it's a wet food that they sell. And we would give that to her as a treat because mainly she eats her dry food. I think it's Purina that we give her. But but when it comes to that chicken and liver, I don't know what it is about that wet food, but when she just hears the sound of you peeling back the plastic like you're opening it, she is just like standing there on her two back legs. She's standing up and she's just like, give it to me. Give it to me, please. That's, that's her crack. That is her crack. All she wants is that chicken and liver, and it's almost like she would sell her little soul for chicken and liver. So that's her thing. And then, of course, they have catnip, which I don't really understand what catnip does, but I could just put a sprinkle a little bit just on the floor, and she'll just, like, go over there, and she'll just start rolling around in it, just like I have to be in it. I have to get its essence in my fur, and she'll just start, like, rolling around. So it's like those two things are her crack. But but as far as food, it's that nine lives, chicken and liver. Don't oh know what it is. She, she'll she eat other wet foods, but it's something about that chicken and liver. She adores that. So wow. shout out to nine lives, chicken and liver. Um, you shout make out to nine lives. <laughs> Mrs. Crack. <laughs> I tell you, if we could get Missy nine lives, Chicken and liver and Boomer when he was here, if we could get him a little Jiffy commercial or a Peter Pan commercial, <laughs> we would be rolling. Yeah, yeah, we would never have to work again. You know, let Missy advertise for them and have let Boomer advertise for that brand, and we'd be good. Exactly. <laughs> Dogs and cats, the things they like. And before the show closes, I just wanted to touch a little, touch on cat bathing. Do cats have to be bathed or do they not? Because I was brought up to believe, you know, hey, they don't necessarily need baths because they're always constantly grooming themselves. And Mm -hmm. even in the research I found, it's kind of mixed because there's a camp that feels like that cats don't really need to be bathed unless they're, you know, dirty, you know, their fur is matted, you know, something has happened, they've been sick, or maybe they've had fleas or something, and the vet recommends that you give them a flea bath in addition to their other treatment. Um, And then you have the camp of people who feel like they're baby baths just like dogs do. But it seems like in the majority of what I've run across, it's like pretty much their natural grooming that's good enough. Okay. Their natural, and and pretty much with Missy, and and most cats do hate water anyway. They just don't like it. There are some breeds of cats that actually love the water. It's 
kind of odd to see, but yes, they do exist. But um, for the most part, unless they're just, they've just been outside and they've gotten dirty or something, pretty much it, it appears that you can just let them just do their natural grooming because they have enzymes and their saliva that cleans them anyway. So okay. for the most part, cats, they're, they're pretty clean animals. But, of course, you do have those times where maybe they've been sick or they've just been outside rolling around in the dirt or something. Of course, if you have an outdoor cat, you would have to bathe that cat more often than an indoor cat. Okay. But pretty okay. much for an indoor cat, you don't really have to bathe them as often. It, it will really be up to you, but pretty much just their natural grooming, that appears to be enough. But once again, you know, we have different camps with that. Okay. Well, you know, I never really, because I never just see cats getting a bath. I never mm-hmm. see that, you know. No. I never picture that. Yeah, and, and on one side I was on, they recommended if you're going to bathe them, um, if you're not going to use uh, products specifically for cats, then use something like baby shampoo because, like, the shampoos for adults, that's too harsh for them, and it can dry yeah. out their skin. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I never thought about that. Okay. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, because I was curious myself, you know, because all the cats that we had, we never really gave them baths. Because other than Missy, all of our cats were outdoor cats anyway, and they were like, you you got to catch me first anyway. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you might give me one, but you're going to earn it. <laughs> you're going to earn it. Yeah, you're going to get scratched up in the process. <laughs> well, this show went by quick, too. You know what it did? I don't even know if we got enough do's and don'ts out there, people, but this might be a part two and three of this show. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely, you know, have to put out some more shows under the same vein. But um, once again, to all our listeners, thank you for listening and We'll check you guys out next Saturday. Have a great weekend. Bye.